Hello and welcome everybody to episode 22 of the Friar Podcast. I'm of course your host, Billy Ritchie, joined by Kevin Farahar of FriarBasketball.com. As a Friar fan, these past 72 hours, I can say, have certainly been a whirlwind. There's been a lot of speculation about certain individuals joining the Friars through the transfer portal. This Friar transfer averaged about 13 points a game and six rebounds with the Salix Floors. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Cliff Moore to the Friar Podcast. Cliff, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited. Thank you so much. You're welcome, my man. So enjoy chopping it up off camera um, or, or, or off podcast, but I'm going to hit you with the first question here. So in, ter- in terms of coaching changes, you've been through a few of them, as, as have a lot of college basketball players through the years. Right. First, you had to- Tom Crean at Indiana, then, yep. the tra- then the transition to Archie Miller. And then most recently, Ashley Howard at LaSalle. Right. Would, you, would you mind sharing with us what that's like, you know, being a high-level athlete such as yourself and, and having, that, having to go through that transition, um, you know, when you have a new coach come in? Um, it's like a, it's a whirlwind. I feel like uh, just with my past experience, it's really shaped, um, you know, who I am, uh, different coaching styles, different players uh, going through it. Now this being my – well, third school now um, – I'm really experienced and I really know, you know, this college game in terms of how to handle myself and, you know, how to lead and how to, um, the ins and outs of the game and stuff like that. So it's really, um, I think made me better. So you've, you've had a good amount of coaches, like we were talking about, like, what was the difference in, you know, recruiting styles and play styles? What are some things you could put your finger on that have just been like different as you've, as you've had a, a good amount of coaches here? Um, I feel like everybody has their own style. Uh, Tom Crane had a different style. Um, I wasn't able to play with him. Um, and um, I feel like at the opportunity at when I transferred the first time at LaSalle, um, I was able to really show flashes of the things I could do on the offensive end, versatility, and uh, show what I could do, really have an opportunity to show what I could do defensively, protect the rim, um, block shots, change shots, and uh, really be there for my teammates. Yeah, you had quite the shot blocking year last year. So we are very excited to see that on display at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Yes, sir. So <laughs> continuing on with the subject of coaching and the portal and everything, like obviously college basketball is at another level these days. In terms of the portal, you know, how was that process? I know you said it was great with Coach Cooley, but how was it, you know, going through, you know, Indiana to LaSalle, et cetera? And um, was there a contact that you specifically went through? Like, you know, did your parents talk to coaches or did like the coaches come directly to you? uh the coaches came directly to you I, I think as soon as you hit the portal uh it's kind of like open open season for coaches to call you and uh actually it was one of the um coaches at Providence Ivan um that called me um was one of the first ones um but you know yeah it's a whirlwind a lot of coaches calling so uh I think it's just all about really just finding the best fit and I feel feel like the things that I could do um and the things that they want is something it was a great fit so, Cliff, how did you go about narrowing that list down? Because I'm sure as an outsider, someone who's never gotten recruited, I imagine it's pretty overwhelming that you're probably hearing, especially after the year you had last year, you're probably hearing from all sorts of schools. So 
How do you even start to kind of narrow down that that list? Um, you really have to think about the things that you want. And uh, I wanted to be able to be versatile, offensive, decent, defensively. Um, and I wanted to have an opportunity to impact winning. And so when I looked at uh, that, um, Coach Cooley and the staff, they know how it's done. Um, and they know what it takes. And that was something that I was looking at too, especially recently this season. So those initial conversations with, with Ivan Thomas, is he talking to you specifically like, not only here's why we want you, but here's how we're going to use you. Are they getting that specific early on? Uh, yeah, I would say, um, yeah, early on. Um, Cause especially this being my, uh, my graduate year, I have one year left. Um, it's really important to have those conversations and really sit down and be open about those things. And uh, I think that it really just aligned the things that we wanted. And how much had it helped you kind of going through the process once already, right? You're coming from Indiana to LaSalle, like how much of a factor, how much easier did it make it for you that you actually gone through the process in the past? I feel like it definitely gave me some perspective and some experience uh, of knowing, uh, you know, how the process goes and um in terms of you know what's being said and you kind of know um the whole system um i feel like it did make it easy easier for me but with the year i had it was kind of you know more you know yeah absolutely and we talked a little bit you know before we came on about your visit but we'd love to share some of your experiences with our audience just as far as you know what made this visit kind of stand out and also would love to hear too if you had other visits planned if you had any before you came to PC but I'd love to start with kind of your experience at Providence and then you know who else you're hearing from and if you decided to kind of cancel those and how that whole process worked uh you don't want to hear from the other schools I guess I was wondering like had you had anything lined up and you visited Providence you're like okay I'm good yeah yeah I had more lined up and as for the visit itself uh as soon as I got there it was all love you know uh from the driver there uh to the people when we were walking uh, honking their horns and when we were walking around you know we would stop and and talk to pretty much everybody you know it was just all positive all love everybody wanted to talk to me um, obviously my social media was blowing up you know it was all positive um, and so I noticed that right away in the relationship that the coaches had with the players uh, you know deeper than basketball they were just so comfortable uh, talking with them regular and the coaches among themselves talking um, being open like that so I just really noticed that I kind of sit back and notice and, uh, you know, it was just all, you know, good vibes. That's, that's great. And I'm going to tell you something. Like, I'm a lifelong fan. I'm from here. Like, it's the professional sports team in Rhode Island. I say this on all the podcasts. And, like, I think you're going to feel it from the first time you step in the dunk. But, like, this is something that the whole state looks forward to. And, and, and that's going to be it, – I think it's going to be the most special stop on, on, on your tour for that, for that reason alone. Yes, sir. That's the plan. That's the goal for sure. And uh, that's what they emphasized, you know, when we came in the visit and came in there, you know, it was kind of hockey. It was the uh, the ice was down. But, you know, he said it's packed every night. And so he said it's really special. Yeah. It's a cool it's a cool place to watch a basketball game. I'll tell you that. Um, so in terms of your role for next season, you know, like you said, you're coming into your graduate year. Was this something that like you touched upon with the staff? Did you see you obviously must have saw maybe a little bit of Nate and Ed play or maybe some footage? You know, did, did you talk about what your role is going to be next year for the team? Uh, yeah, we did. Um, being able to either play with Ed, uh, space the floor, you know, play inside out. You know, I was able to 
uh, show flashes of that and really just uh, exploit mismatches on the offensive end. Uh, you know, at times the four, at times the five, uh, pick and pop threes, roll, and really just put pressure on the defense and run, uh, be athletic, get guys open screens, just be able to be a weapon in, uh, in many ways and uh, defensively be able to, you know, really impact uh, blocking shots and, and defending the rim uh, was what I watched. And I saw Ed and Nate play and uh, Noah play together. And that was just something I was looking at pretty much all season. So, Cliff, I've been able to watch you. I think I've seen three games in the last couple of days just to try and prep a little bit for this interview. And I think the one thing that really stood out to me was your your versatility. Um, you know, you're a lot better passer than I anticipated. You put the ball on the deck a little bit. We'd love to just hear about how your game's kind of evolved. Is that something you kind of like built towards or you're always kind of a natural as far as a ball handler and passer? And then the second yeah. part of the question is, you know, it seemed like your game really took off this year. Um, and I was wondering kind of what contributed to you kind of taking your game to the next level in your last year at LaSalle. All right. So I'll touch the second one first. Um, I feel like uh, in my sit-out year, you know, I really prepared and I really put in the work and I was at the top of my game. And then I had an unfortunate uh, injury. I dislocated my ankle in February. So I had no offseason to work on my game for that COVID year. So I got back you know, all, late August, and I wasn't able to work on my game, so I wasn't really myself. So then, you know, putting in the work, you know, I pretty much go down with Al every summer and train, and uh, and I really got back to, you know, who I was, and then so I feel like this season it really showed um, in that way, and that's why I can really see, you know, kind of everything going up. I can really see myself, you know, produced that way. And for the, for the first question, uh, you know, in high school, uh, the thing that really got attraction with me was I was able to uh, dribble, handle, you know, uh, come off the of screens, threes, you know, I was kind of like a a guard in that way, you know, like a wing. And then uh, being able to add the the inside game um, and just being able to do everything on the floor was a was a big part of my game at 610. And uh, I feel like this year I was in a position where, you know, I was double teamed and I was uh, made a facilitator because I was really impacting uh, scoring that way. So they were game planning. And so I was able to really facilitate and uh, and find guys that were open and make the right play. Were you a kid in high school? You hear a lot of the guys who have kind of the guard skills. They had a late growth spurt. Were you always a tall kid or did you have kind of a late growth spurt in high school? Um, I think my dad really emphasized, you know, being able to be a guard early. I was always tall, but I was never uh, crazy tall. It was really my junior year where I really shot up to six, eight, six, nine, and, and kept growing a little bit more there. Um, and then that's what uh, really, um, you know, made made my game being able to do everything. So, Cliff, what would you say the staff is most excited about from your game to see you put in action this year? From my game and what I could do. Yeah, uh, I feel like that they are most excited for. The fact that I haven't played my best basketball yet, like I can still keep continuing to get better um, and be versatile. Um, I think versatility, you know, being able to do multiple things is is a skill itself. So I feel like um, that's one of the things that's uh, most attractive to them, I feel like. Absolutely. So we talked about this before we started recording. Ed Cooley. The mayor, the mayor of Friartown, right? You roll in, everybody's yeah. showing him love, and you know it's real, and you know it's authentic. You know, 
tell the listeners what your initial thoughts of him were and like your relationship with him thus far. Yeah, my initial thoughts were, you know, he was a, a great guy, but it wasn't until I really came on the visit to really see, you know, how uh, bubbly his personality, how positive he was to everybody, you know, everybody, he gave everybody time down to kids, down to, uh, you know, regular people, you know, we stopped uh, every conversation um, and he would talk and he would just give everybody the same attention. Um, so everybody loves him and I can see that and I can see the interaction between uh, everybody, you know, it was all positive, all love. It's been a long time since we had a sweet 16. So we're a big fan of that man right now. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about some other friars that you have relationships with Ed Croswell, Al Durham, right? Both have made previous stops that you've made. And the interesting thing here is with Al Durham that you made your visit to Indiana on the same day that Al Durham did. Can you talk oh, yeah. about your relationship with, with Al and, and Ed? Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Me and Al visited the same day. And uh, ever since then, you know, we've been in contact uh, for that whole year uh, that we were in high school. And then when we got to Indiana, we were roommates. So we pretty much did everything together. Uh, went everywhere together, uh, ate together, you know, same classes. We had the same major um, in everything. So we were just really walking through life for, for two years. And so, you know, we're really close. You know, I go down there uh, uh, pretty much all the time. And um, it was Ed, too. Uh, that was my sit-out year. So we were really close then. You know, as soon as I got there, you know, he welcomed me. And so, yeah, we were really talking all year, uh, being able to practice with him. Uh, the plan was to play with him, but I was I was uh, redshirting. So really cool things for a Providence perspective this year was after the Kansas loss, you know, the guys are devastated. I'm not sure if you saw the clip, but the CBS did this behind the scenes thing on Providence and they closed with Al. And he basically said what a special year it was for him. And he felt like he was really able to be himself this year, was like fully himself in the court. I'm not sure how much you were able to watch PC and Al this year, but just wondering, you know, your perspective on how you saw him kind of flourish at Providence and how excited that makes you as potentially the next guy who could do the same thing. Yeah, I saw that video and, uh, you know, it really, it touched me because, uh, you know, I'm real proud of him. Um, you know, the things that he went through and, uh, being able to really be himself and shine that way and succeed, uh, you know, it, it means everything to me, you know, uh, I'm really proud of him. Um, develop the player, you know, he's going to continue to do great in basketball. So and I, I thought, and I'm not sure if Al even fully gets it. Like I, and, and Bill, you'd agree, you know, for the impact he made in one year, like he's become such a beloved friar in like one year. It's amazing. You know, you'd think he'd been here for four years. Like he's a guy that, you know, fans absolutely love, but I was wondering, you know, obviously we, we see it publicly what he said, but, um, and I know they're private conversations, but just in general, like what's Al told you about his experience playing at Providence? Oh, he said he loves it. And it's, it's like uh, the best decision he ever made. You know, it's, uh, you know, he speaks very highly of it all the time. And, uh, you know, it means a lot, um, you know, to me, just for him, him alone, you know, his success and his experience and him being happy, um, you know, that means a lot to me. Bill, you want to go ahead? Sure thing, Kev. So we were talking about Ed Croswell. And how, you know, that was your sit out year. So you didn't get to play together, but like, I mean, 
he was he was balling last year. You know, he, he was always in the right space, grabbing offensive rebounds, great finisher around the rim. How have you seen his game evolve almost? And what, what do you think about playing alongside him like we were talking about? Oh, I think it's, uh, it's really exciting. And, uh, you know, I saw the things that he could do, and he really just improved on what he could do well and even added to his game. So seeing that, you know, I was excited for him too because I could see him just uh, from a player development standpoint uh, really grow and be a great impact on winning and do the things that he does well um, and at the highest level. So in terms of your upbringing, you're from not too far away from Philadelphia. Um, you know, great basketball culture. You know, what was it like growing up playing basketball in the greater you know, Philly area? And are you a Sixers fan? Yeah, I'm a Sixers fan. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, growing up uh, in this area, you know, I played uh, in Northeast Philly. Uh, and, um, you know, ever since I was probably six years old, uh, come down there, you know, not too far. And, uh, you know, it was a great experience being able to travel, you know, AAU. Um, you know, it's all love. We got some hardcore fans. And uh, it's, it's all, it's like really passionate um in philly so you can really feel that uh just growing up with that you know i, I kind of stayed with my aau team for for uh, pretty much all my years so uh it just speaks to you know just the loyalty and the love that i have for them absolutely i mean great culture i mean the first thing i think about is like the tbt like the basketball tournament stuff like that um mm -hmm. you know great you know and you get the the five college uh, schools and you know, mm -hmm. a certain rival of ours that we won't bring up. But um, in, in terms of your knowledge about Rhode Island, like how many times you've been to Rhode Island before? What do you, what do you think about the most unique state in the country? Uh, Rhode Island, you know, I haven't went there before. You know, I, uh, <laughs> um, I remember when we played Rhode Island this year, you know, we saw uh, Ed in the airport. Um, and then so that we just all looked at that and saw that. Uh, but that was like the first time, you know, I really went. So I didn't know what to expect. But on the visit, you know, it was it was a lot better than I thought. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things to do, you know, in terms of the people, um, everything. It was, it was a lot nicer than I thought. I didn't know what to expect, but it's definitely all good. We got good beaches and we got good Italian food. And you know what? We're going to I'm going to give you some some things here. Ready? So you got to try an awful, awful. It's like the milk. It's like the Rhode Island milkshake. Right. Right. And and you got to do New York Oneyville system. I'm sure some of the guys will take you there. It's like chili dogs. Like it's like chili dog. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're a chili dog guy, but at the end of the day, like it, it's a Rhode Island I, staple. If it's that famous, then I got to try it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> for sure. And, and Dell's lemonade, Dell's frozen lemonade. We, we were going to say, Kevin. <laughs> okay. No, Bill, I think you got it covered. You, you're, you're the expert. <laughs> um, so just to kind of round out here, right? Who, who is Cliff as a person? Like, you know, what are some of your hobbies outside of basketball? You know, what are some of the things you enjoy? And, and you know, you know, t t tell us everything off the court we should know. Off the court, um, you know, I'm really chill. I like to just, you know, hang out with my team, go out, you know, uh, do normal uh, college uh, stuff and, you know, go to the movies, you know, go out to eat and uh, really hang out. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, if the, my team needs there, I'll drive, you know, as being, well, recently one of the older guys, you know, I'll be there for them and, uh, you know, really just, you know, have fun and uh, chill, not do too much, but, you know, uh, still have fun, all good vibes. Love that. Yeah. Cliff, I got one more for you. Just curious, taking a step back to this weekend, 
Um, what was it like for you? Because in Providence, it was almost like pandemonium, right? Like Noah Locke commits on Friday, then you and Devin follow up. Like, could you guys sense what a big deal that was this weekend here in Providence? And then what was it like for you to kind of be part of that? Yeah, I could feel that from uh, social media, uh, all that. And then I think someone said that, you know, me and Devin commit, you know, at the same time almost. And uh, and uh, Noah Locke committing, um, you know, right before us. Uh, I definitely heard and um, read all about it. So I could really see the, uh, um, you know, the passion that you guys have that I already knew about, but I could really see uh really just kind of turn up in that way and do you have a plan yet for when you're going to be on campus or is that too early at this point i think i'll be there um summer session one okay i think up there uh yeah up with the team um i'm gonna be training but uh you know it's still we still got to get the dates you know which I'm still going to find out. Can't thank you enough for taking the time here. And you got to hit me back up when you try these Rhode Island favorites. Okay. You know. <laughs> but we're very excited to see you as well as 12,500 other Friar fans who are going to be watching you play at the Dunkin' Donuts Center this year. We're really excited to see what you can do and, and, and join these guys on, you know, like we said, a very exciting time of bringing in transfers and, and, and a great returning cast as well. So we wish you nothing but the best and um, go Friars. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you for having me. We'd like to thank everybody for tuning into episode 22 of the Friar Podcast. And a special thank you to our guest, Friar Transfer, Clifton Moore. If you enjoy our content, please follow us on social media at the Friar Podcast on Twitter and at the Friar Podcast on Instagram. Rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you listen on SoundCloud. We'll be back in the coming weeks. And as always, go Friars.